Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your number one source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, sponsored by Ultimate Guard. How long had I been out? Had it already been a week? Ever since I got the news that the Manderville detective was off the case permanently, I haven't been myself. There's a lot happening, there's a lot been happening. I've been out. We're moving offices. Don is going to be going to the West Coast to try to finally put this case to bed. I don't know what to expect. But all I know is I need to really get it together. And so, John, you are still going to Arizona, right? Yeah, I'll be I'll be in Arizona. Oh boy, because that would have made no sense. Thank God. And we are back with the next episode of the RVA Returners Podcast. Sorry about last week. I'm back. John's back. It's me, your boy, your host, Chris Adams, with me on the case as always, John Schreiner. John, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Oh man. So yeah, dude. Uh, got a lot going on. Been really, really busy. Um, you know, getting ready to move. Um, you know, the competitive season's coming to a close, just been real busy with work. It's just, you know, life is busy. I'm getting married and I mean, it's pushing 30 days now. So yeah, that's like the all big those one right there. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, been a busy fellow. How about you, John? I feel like I haven't talked to you in ages. Um, that's because I have been neck deep in an old mistake, Chris. It's <laughs> a bad idea. Like whiskey and this. car keys. I've been playing yes. World of Warcraft again uh, because Classic has come out. I'm sure everybody knows this. It's a huge, huge buzz. It's the talk of the town. Um, a bunch of us FF players all playing World of Warcraft. A bunch of people, everybody, pretty much everyone interested at all in coming back has come back to experience what things were like in the Dark Ages. Um, Man, I, you're a good one because I can't do it. I, I sucked a huge part of my life away uh, doing that in the early, early, early days. Yeah, I'll tell you. I, I can't I, bring myself to do it. I miss like a day and I'm like, I'm so behind. And it's like, that's a horrible <laughs> feeling, dude, right? You don't want to be like do anything else for one day. Um, it's like, I got to get home early from locals. Like, no, that's not. It should be the opposite. Um it's it's like Fire Emblem. Who? I'd be in some serious trouble if I hadn't gotten a, a Nazqual, and I was still hanging on the Nazqual in Arizona. Because <laughs> oh, I, because yeah, yeah. Well, no, Fire Emblem too. You know, Fire Emblem is great for when I'm like on a flight path, or I've uh, mm-hmm. I've got some long runs, just auto running for like ten minutes. There's a lot of downtime in Classic WoW. Um, oh, and then the Final Fantasy VIII remaster came out, so that's also like oh, yeah. waiting. It's just waiting for me. Just chomping at the bit. That's right. So, I mean, I've just been busy in the nerd sense. In the life sense, you know, everything is just is pretty much the same. Uh, I'm going to Arizona this weekend. I've, like, not thought about that at all. I kind of need to, like, put that together. Um, but Are it's going like, to be a good time. Anything, you're just going to, like, take the stick with the handkerchief like some kind of cartoon hobo. No, just, just carry that on the plane. I just it. fly out and buy everything at Walmart while I'm out there. <laughs> Just get like a couple some clothes, get some. Dude, just literally bring a deck in a pocket and call it a day. That's all you need, man. Mm-hmm. It's the dream, the yeah. absolute dream. But uh, but John, you know we've got a lot to talk about this week. Um, you know we've extended the ranks some more. Um, season two of our octagon has kicked in. Um, Fan fest was happening uh, over with the European community. 
Uh, there are a couple crystal cups that have happened since we last spoke, and you know the Nats format's been asked, John. We have so much to talk about. That sounds busy, Chris. It sounds busy. Oh, uh, boy, howdy! You're telling me. And John, there's only one place we go where we get busy. Do you know where that is? I think it's the news. <laughs> Walter Cronkite. <laughs> so first up, um, you know, I said we extended the ranks one more time. Last week we made an announcement that we did add three new players to our team. Of course, John, I know you're excited because now we're rounding out the Jersey Boys. We've added Dan and Alex to the That's team. Right. Yeah, That's so exciting. It is exciting. It's, it's like, um, it's really nice for me because now I'm not, kind of all alone up here not that we don't see a lot of our players at the same events um but you know i share information with these guys i'm testing with these guys all the time so it's cool that we're kind of uh, officially fighting for the same team and all that jazz mm -hmm. uh and you know that those guys love to make the trip down there um we try and uh, test and do everything together as much as we can so it's nice to, nice to round it out Absolutely, and I believe the jersey order has been placed for them. And not just them. Uh, we actually uh, added another player, uh, one of our local players, uh, Amanda Kirka. She uh, she bubbled at the Lightning Crystal Cup in Richmond. And that's a whole other story altogether, all but she's uh, she has really, really been on the grind and has been improving nonstop and, and like just has really just been a positive force for the game in the scene down in, in Sova. So we're actually glad to have her on board as well. You know, maybe we can get her that Nats qual before it's all said and done. But, you know, we'll go from there. But like I was saying, the jersey order has been placed. Jerseys for the Jersey Boys. That's right. Perfect. I love it. I love it. And well, John, that's not the only thing that's been going on with the returners. Uh Season two of the Octagon Open, or the Octagon Open, the Octagon Locals, the weekly, the the returners, the RVA returners hideout. Um, we're doing two days a week. John, go ahead and talk about how that first week went, and you know what we got in store for this season. So we have got uh, due to demand two nights a week now. Um, so we had some people. Obviously, scheduling is always tough for these things. So they had expressed interest in another night of the week. Uh, we had a little bit of a lighter week last week, and I think that that's going to be kind of part of uh, the competitive season is winding down for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, but as of right now, we're still we're filling up. We're firing off, uh, you know, three, four rounds Monday and Wednesday. We did them both last week. Um, it's going great. You know, we're getting we put the Riku ban in effect early, so we are mm -hmm. testing for effectively Nats and Arizona for everybody. Um, and that's kind of interesting. So you can follow us to see, you know, what's been winning. Like we had Mono Water win our last event, mm -hmm. and that's nice. something different. And of course, you know, Mohammed, no surprise, but still, uh, you know, he hadn't been playing it for a while, so he took it back out of its case, kind of like you know, old reliable, his old his old pool cue. There just it pulled is. it out and just blew the dust off, and he's ready to hustle. Let it rip. That's right. So, you know, he sunk the eight on the break, and and he crushed it with his Mono Water deck last week. Um, but yeah, guys, we're now firing. So it's Monday and Wednesday at seven o'clock. We've got some catch-up mechanics this time. So it's kind of like a like a bounty system for the players who are going to be top four in the leaderboard, which are going to be uh, posted in the Discord by the time this cast goes up. Um, so that for Monday, everybody's ready to uh, to get those extra points by taking games off the leaders. So we're calling it a couple different ways where if you miss a couple of weeks, 
um, there's still some bonus points in it for you. And we're also giving out bonus points for things like when players came and they played our title event. We had a, a title event during our off week. Um, That's right. And we gave everybody a bonus point for coming to play in that. So we've got all kinds of fun extra things going on this time. We really just want to ramp up the amount of testing that's available before Nats and Worlds. Uh, it's a really busy time of the year. We kind of want to make a big push with the big competitive push. And then maybe things quiet down a little bit after this season. But, but it's, uh, it's hype right now. Absolutely. And so what you're saying is with Arizona coming up um, this weekend, um, we got you got two events to get online with some really top notch players to really iron out your deck choices and see you know if you're if you've made the right choice for this week. So if That's right. you know if you have if you're available on any one of those nights, you should one hundred percent sign up and play. It's free. That's the best part. John, did you mention it's for free? Uh, it's for free, completely free, no strings attached, and it's the best practice you can get. You couldn't even pay for better practice than this. It's true. It's true. That is very extremely true. So we're excited to see how that goes, John. It's going to be the same amount of weeks. What, 14 weeks? or? Uh, it's 12 weeks. 12 weeks. 12 weeks, okay. Mm-hmm. 12, 14. 12, 14 is the new 12. That's right. Now we've got, uh, like, you know, four 12-week seasons, a couple off weeks in between. Yeah, Round it exactly. Out. Exactly. Well, there was, you know, you know, I'm glad that's off and going, but um, there was also some other things that were happening um, in the last couple weeks. And we're, we're, we're going to kind of jump around a little bit because, um, you know, we got some stuff to cover from last week, but we're, we've got to kind of, we've got it grouped together kind of based on that, you know, things that happened last week also kind of happened this week. So next we're going to talk about the, the fan fest that was happening over in the UK. Um, where exactly was it at? Um, in Spain, somewhere. Okay. Right. Okay. Because I, I believe... know it was for the. I don't know if it was exactly in the UK. It may have been in Spain. I don't think it was sure. in the UK. Yeah, I'm like 99% certain it was not. But I know it's for the European community, and it seemed like it was a lot of fun. Um, I know they, and we'll kind of talk about the spoilers that they showed. Um, it seems like boss battle was in full effect. I think there was like a pauper tournament. There was a a lot of different things going on. So it was very similar to the one that was over here back in February, I think is what it was. Seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah, it was right after, um, it was like right after reunion, right? So it had to be February. Mm-hmm. It was immediately after reunion. It was so soon oh, yeah, after it was reunion. Like, like almost like three weeks after reunion. Yeah, it was so soon after it that it made absolutely no sense me to go i remember oh, yeah. that <laughs> that's, that's all i remember mm-hmm. yeah i know i definitely couldn't go because of how soon it was and where it fell but um you know i know i'll be going to the one next year it seems like people had a really good time i saw some pictures on facebook don't really know much beyond that but the big stuff to come out of that john is we got to see the rest of the starter cards we sure for did. the race versus knights and we got to see some opus 10 good goodness so John, let's go ahead and start. Do we have? Do you have the starter cards pulled up? I do. Excellent. So let's go. Let's start with those. Then we'll talk about the Opus Tens. All right. So we saw. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say before a couple weeks ago, we had seen the Earth Fires. Pretty much all the starter cards in that: the Terra, the Kefka, the Chantoto. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was an Ace backup as well. I yeah. think there was one more. I don't remember. Somebody. But Onion Knight. Yeah. I don't know. No, maybe not. We already saw Onion Knight <laughs> and. Uh... The other one, but yeah, we we had a yep. couple cards. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sorry, whichever character it is, we're forgetting. Yeah, I don't think we are because I think it was four. It was, it was four, exactly right? Would you say it was Shantoto, yeah. Kefka, Terra, Shantoto, Kefka, and Ace? Oh, and Ace, yes, yes, yeah. yeah we did it, mm-hmm. nailed it. We did it. Yeah. So this time uh, we've got another four. It's two mm-hmm. wind and two lightning cards. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read them off here. So we've got uh, coming right up at cost six. It's Vaughn, a Sky Pirate. When Vaughn enters the field, reveal the top five cards of your deck. Play one forward of cost three or less among them onto the field. Then shuffle the other cards revealed and return them to the bottom of your deck. If you have received five points of damage or more, ladies and gentlemen, perform this action twice instead. I think this card's really good. That's um, pretty crazy. The... That's what I'm saying. Like the, I think the card's good. Um, it, it's it's a really neat, um, really neat aggressive card. Um, obviously, it's a Sky Pirate, and I think it does have some title implications because I'd love to be able to look at top five, get a Ball Thier, put it into play, then search my deck again for a Fran, or look at the, if you play the ball, the starter Ball Thier, look at the top five again and grab a Sky Pirate out of it. You just mm-hmm. cycle through so many cards. Um, so I think it's an excellent title card in that regard. Um, but I think it has some constructed applications as well, especially, you know, if in the next set, you know, I know 12 support is supposed to be really, really big. Um, and there's another Sky Pirate that we've known that, I mean, and the fact that this it's not color lock, it's not job lock. It's just cost, it, and it's honestly pretty it, generous. Yeah. yeah, and there's a lot, turns out there's a lot of really good three or less drops that you would love to just slap on the board. And heck, slap two of them on the board. Heck, Renella this Pretty guy. Slap four of them on the board. That's what I'm saying. I, <laughs> I think it's I think it's a really good card. And I think it I think it's very fairly costed for what it does. This is one of the best, maybe not the best green with. Vaughn card. No. <laughs> but no. man. But I think it's good. I think I think the card's excellent. I do think it'll see constructed play in a deck that's gonna that, that does have these lower drops, but is still playing enough of you know, a, a build-up game where you can play this guy for six and not feel bad about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's probably um, pretty alone in being on that top end in that deck because yeah, you want to hit the three drops unless. But um, Absolutely. yeah, definitely, definitely a fun card. Yeah, uh, and he's searchable. There's so many ways to search him. And oh yeah, and over over the over two colors. So I mean, it's really really good. I mean, there's a Pinello backup that just searches for like the whole damn engine now, Evolve. right? So it's like yeah, yeah it's a plus. There's a yeah, there's a Pinello that searches for Yvonne. If you're playing him in like a Wind Lightning deck, you can use Gromis to search him. So there's there's a lot of ways to to get him going. Yeah. Um. All right. Coming up next, we've got the other Wind forward. Here is a three drop Cane in Wind. His job is, and this has been stirring the pot, Chris. His job Boy, is Holy Dragoon. Holy Dragoon. Holy Dragoon, Batman. Is that an inconvenient <laughs> job? Uh, but we'll get to that in a second. Of course, he's category four. Um, haste. Sure. Kane does not receive any damage except battle damage. Mm-hmm. He has an S ability, Gugnir, which is just another copy of Kane, no other cost. Until the end of turn, he gains plus 5,000 power and first strike, and he's a 5k. So he's a three drop 5k with haste. And he doesn't What's receive any damage called? except battle damage. Gugnir, or I think, G U N G N I R, like the, the name of that lance, I'm probably butchering it sure like the the holy lance it's like the ultimate weapon in a lot of games okay um i don't know i'm kind of medium on this card truth be told um i just think it not being just a straight up dragoon is pretty rough um i i I think you know the is he's category relevant obviously because i think there's a lot of ways you can build a category four deck Mm -hmm. um I think, you know, he's a solid one of in some decks. Because, like, especially if you're playing against a deck that's, like, heavy burn damage. Like, you see fire across the table. You're like, oh, I'm going to play this guy. Mm-hmm. So, I, th- I mean, he's he's fine. I don't think he's going to be doing much. I think he's got some good title implications for four. But 
that's really about it. I don't really know. What do you think, John? Yeah, I mean, so you look at the card and it's easy to be disappointed in the things it doesn't do. Mm-hmm. But if we look at the things it does do, then you think about, okay, well, he doesn't take any damage except battle damage. But he's a haste forward. So you're, yep. you're not going to put a 5k down and haste him in like, all right, here we go, time for some battle damage. Right? Mm-hmm. Most of the time when you're playing this guy, uh, it's going to be, I'm threatening a point of damage unless you remove him. And the easiest yep. kind of, I'm you know going to remove your small hasty guy damage, or removal is damage. So I think that that ability is actually really pertinent with a like a situation you would normally play him in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the S being like incredibly cheap and something he can use when he's sideways is really nice. Um, and in the starter deck, you can because he costs three, right? You can play him off the Vaughn if you reveal him off the top. Yeah, and then he can attack. Yeah. Yeah, and that S ability uh, makes him a 10k with first strike and only costs another copy of Kane in your hand. So yep. it's pretty good. Um, I think that yeah. he's good in some boring ways. Yes, I agree. Yeah, he would be in a very, very niche deck, though. Unfortunately, he doesn't do the stuff that Wind is normally trying to do. Exactly. Um, All right, so we're going on to the lightning cards. Speaking of lightning cards, it's a lightning card. And another one. (laughs) 4-drop lightning. Um, Category 13, she's a job ravager, like most of them. It is important that she's not a knight like that one was, for some reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, During this turn, if you attacked with two or more forwards, you controlled... The cost for mm-hmm. playing lightning onto the field is reduced by three. Crushing blow is her S ability, which is S tap. Mm-hmm. Choose up to two forwards, dull them, draw one card. Um, uh, she's an AK power. Sorry, four drop AK. Okay, I mean, I think she's fine. Again, I don't really see her seeing much constructive play. I mean, she's a great like main two play where you're like, oh, let's pl- attack with two things, play this thing for one, and have a body to defend. I do like how it says controlled past tense, so yeah. like if things die, it's still fine. Yep, exactly. So I think it's a great, like, it's the way you can swing, be a little bit more aggressive, and still have something to play defense. Um, I don't think you really care so much about the card draw. Maybe you do, I don't know. Um, I, I think the card's fine. I mean, I, I think this is a card that I think if you can find a way to, you know, really consistently... Just you knowing that you're going to be playing this for one and making it, you know, make the juice worth the squeeze. I think it's fine, mm-hmm. but nothing crazy. Yeah, I mean, like the yes ability is weird because it's not like it has a brave or anything. So, when do you normally turn your eight K sideways? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, and I guess a deck where you're already attacking with a lot of guys, um, you would have already have had to attack twice. So you figure it's either mm-hmm. trades or damage. When you're gonna play this card, so I guess you are in that position where you're the aggressor until you win. So I guess yes, ability exactly. does help there, but still, it's um, I think this is gonna be a little uh, on the less played side for the four of these cards. I agree. I agree with that. Um, and then our last lightning card is the only backup in the bunch. Mm-hmm. It's a five drop Ramza, job knight, super relevant for backup. Mm-hmm. Um, when Ramza enters the field, reveal the top three cards of your deck. Add one forward, one backup, and one summon among them to your hand, and put the rest of the cards into the break zone. And then for lightning, one tap, put Ramza into the break zone, choose one monster, break it. Um, I think the card's not terrible. I think it's, I think it's okay, right? Because um, more times than not, the card is, I mean, the card's going to cost you three. Like, you're not going to whiff. You're going to get something. 
unless somehow you hit monster, monster, monster. But I, I don't think you're going to whiff. So you're really playing another three CP backup. It is searchable off of Goltana. So you can play like Sid Previa, Goltana, grab the Ramza. Um, I don't know how I feel about the other cards going into the break zone because you could end up getting something off the top that you really don't want to see go over there. But I think in the right deck, you can kind of, you can, you know, you can mitigate that a little bit. So it's certainly an interesting card. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you play it in, you figure the element that knight is in, obviously lightning, the backup that mm-hmm. can search for him is pretty cool. It doesn't mm-hmm. say forward. Um, you figure you can play, I guess, Seymour is really the only manipulation of the deck. Where you put mm-hmm. a summon on top, and you figure if you play a really small summon count and you put a summon on top, you're going to guarantee hitting two. Or not guarantee, but you know what I mean. You're going to make it the least likely it will ever be to not give you two cards. And in that exactly. world, it feels pretty good. But that's a lot of setup, and then now you have to play that Seymour. And I have to play it first. And I think it's a really interesting mm-hmm. card, but it's a it's like a... I have no luck with these cards. When I look at this card, mm-hmm. I just see a trap. Like, yep. I, I will somehow find a way to reveal three monsters. Like, I, <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, yeah. You know, like, this guy, personally, I can't play cards like this. But I think that people will love playing this card. Mm-hmm. I also think it's a fine title card for Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, but, another night you can search. Exactly. Exactly. But overall, I think the starter deck is fine, um, or this this two-player deck, I think it's absolutely fine. Um, if it's anything, I mean, the cards from the last starter deck, there were some, some standout cards, and there were some that really don't see play at all, but there's some that are, like, critical to a lot of decks. You know, we're talking, like, Warrior of Light, Furion. Lease. Um, yep, Lease. So these are cards that definitely see play, and I do expect some of these starter cards to see play as well. So yeah, so I, I'm specifically looking at Terra, Terra and Vaughn and backup Ace are kind of the big three that I'm looking at. I don't know if we'll see any of them. I don't know if this is a situation where like these are going to be played in Arizona. Are they even legal yeah. this weekend? No, right? They, it comes I, I out on Friday, so. but think... they're not legal until. Okay, that's right. Okay, nice. Talk myself but out that, of it. John... Oh, yeah, there you go. You did it. <laughs> you did it. But John, those weren't the only spoiler spoilers. We got to see some uh, some Opus Ten cards, and we got to see one, two, three, four, four of them. Um, this I believe so. Yeah, we got to see some um, art for ones that aren't that we don't yeah, know so yet. We did get to see the. Um, so I guess we'll before we get to the Opus Ten cards, we talk about there was another product that was revealed this week. It was a a Final Fantasy Seven Cloud vs Sephiroth two player set. Yeah. So so that was released and that looked pretty cool because it has like art from like the remake is what it seems like. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it seems and, like the whole thing is a tie-in because it comes out at the same time as like mm-hmm. the remake. Exactly. So that could be cool. And they did spoil some other cards. They just showed some art. They had like a fire Aerith, um, a light Aerith. Um, another card, a, a character I don't know because I watched Advent Children. Like uh, Kadaj. Ago. It's Kadaj from Advent Children. Sure. He's on the dark card, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, I forget what the other card was. They showed it was four. Oh, it's a Vincent. It's no an Earth Vincent, Earth Vincent. Earth Vincent. Fire Barret. Dark Kadaj mm-hmm. and Light uh, Aerith. Yep. The Fire Barret's probably the most interesting. Um, yeah, I'm into that. It's finally in a more relevant element, I would say. But 
it depends on what he's going to have to do. I feel like he needs to be a card that doesn't want to gel with seven cards because it's going to be really hard to want to play that one over the last starter, Barrett, which is just an insane card. Oh, wait. I mean, well, we can talk about... We know what that cloud does. Yeah, we do. Like, I think we saw the text for that and the Sephiroth. It was it was kind of fuzzy. No, so the Sephiroth people is... Were able to uh, make it out. The Sephiroth, it's covering enough of the attack that, like, we can open it up for speculation a little bit here. But the cloud, mm -hmm. I can tell you exactly what it does. So hold on, let mm -hmm. me open the uh, the picture I've got here. The the higher res pick, yeah. as it were. There, like you said, there was a really fuzzy one. Mm -hmm. But then I got a picture that was like you could actually read it. Um, and the cloud does some really interesting stuff. The cloud does some interesting stuff. I'm trying to fill some time while I, I desperately. <laughs> oh, search you're good, for man. This take, take your time. Take your time. But you know, while you're pulling that up, um, one of the things we can mention is they did give clarification on the damage mechanic for Opus Ten. So to take it back to the the squall that was leaked, you know, about a month ago or two at this point, um, it has an ETB, a damage two effect, and a damage five effect. From what it was told, and it was clarified that if they're at damage five, if they're, you're at five points of damage when Cloud comes in or when Squall comes into play, he pretty much gets everything on the card. All the effects trigger. Yeah, um, and that's like a lot of stuff. It's like dull a guy, dull and freeze a guy, do this, do, do that. Choose a forward, do 8k to it. If it's Collect $200. Pass go. <laughs> like all this move stuff. to the nearest railroad. Yeah, like charge the owner twice the amount on the dice. It does everything. Exactly. So, so that's good to know. Um, because I know for a while we weren't sure if you only got it if you were at that damage threshold, or if you had, say, you know, on the, again using the squall as the example, if you were at five points of damage, did you miss the two damage part? Mm -hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Was mm -hmm. it something that you had to like? kind of be in that threshold without hitting the other one to get that effect but we know now it's stacks you get them all right yeah and that's all. that's uh yeah <laughs> damage mods it's great <laughs> it's great that uh we have a clarification so now we can actually like be properly excited or not excited about those cards um yeah because because uh, i'm definitely excited about that squall for some reason like yeah now because a that squall with the new Renoa to me is just absolutely bonkers. Now, that's a card. You know, if there was ever a card I wanted to Phoenix back into play, it's definitely that squall. That squall. Yeah, he does a lot. <laughs> but we do have a spoiler that we're going to go over in a second that, that does use the damage mechanic. But I found this picture. So before we okay, go excellent. further, um, we know we don't know the power of them. We know they're both forwards. There's an mm -hmm. Earth Cloud and a Lightning Sephiroth, which is pretty mm -hmm. neat. That's new. Saucy. Um, he has a three-drop lightning, the Sephiroth card. Now, Sephiroth's ability is the one that is, like, we can't quite tell what it says. So it says, when Sephiroth attacks, comma, dull all the opponent Blank. controls with 8,000 power at the end of each... <laughs> so so I assume it says, when Sephiroth attacks, dull all the forwards your opponent controls with 8,000 power uh, or less, I want to say. Which is pretty powerful, but then this next part is the part that's the hardest part to figure out. Um, it could be 8,000 power or more, but I don't think we've seen anything like that. But this next part says, at the end of each of your turns, blank, your break zone from the blank, the break zone. <laughs> Man. So at the end of each of your turns, and, and I, the only thing I can imagine that it would be something your break zone from the something feels like remove your break zone from the game, right? Like... Mm -hmm. Like, what else is there? 
something your break zone from the something. Um, you're put you're putting the clues together. Right, exactly. And then it's like something something the break zone. So I imagine that like it's gonna be something where you either constantly are removing your whole break zone, and then you're adding new cards, or you're doing uh, there's some kind of crazy stuff happening with the Sephiroth. I have no idea. Speculation can run wild on this guy. But Cloud, we know what Cloud does. Cloud is, we don't know what his power is, but he is a forward. We don't know his cost. Mm -hmm. But Cloud is an earth forward. This is put one category seven forward into the break zone. That's an action ability. Search for mm -hmm. one forward that costs one CP more than the forward put into the break zone and play it onto the field. You can only use this ability during your main phase. Mm -hmm. So Cloud says... You t you put a category seven forward in the break zone, and then you search for a forward that costs one CP more than the forward put in the break zone and played on the field. Guys, we can like put Zach in the break zone, search for Nail, put Nail on the field, <laughs> and like like this. Wait, this is, is that how that works? It's it says one put more? one category seven forward into the break zone. Search for one forward that costs one CP more than the forward put into the break zone. And play it onto the field. That seems good. It has to cost so much, or his power has to be bad because it's crazy, right? I mean, like the downside yeah, he's, he's is got to be like a three CP, like four K or something bad. It doesn't say play it onto the field, like uh, it because because it doesn't does, look does like it, it says dull. Well, it doesn't say other than cloud because could you like no. put him into the break zone? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, um, it is actually kind of nutty, and it seems really fun. It seems like both of these cards are pretty powerful. Honestly, I wouldn't be mm -hmm. surprised if this starter deck is... Mm -hmm. I, I mean, everything about this starter deck, right, is something mm -hmm. we're not expecting from this game. We're not expecting mm -hmm. a tie-in with a game that's coming out. Like, we're, oh, yeah. we're expecting to get spoon-fed one new thing every... You know, like, oh, here's one Duncan art. Everything else is recycled... You know, like here's mm -hmm. here's we had this guy come in to draw six cards, and the rest of it's the yeah. same cards from chapters. Like we're not expecting to not just get something new, but something so extremely relevant. Like these are brand brand new cards, right? And it's I like that. coming out at the same time the remakes coming out. I want to see these starter deck things in like stores in like the same shipper as the remake. You know what I mean? Like this is such a great opportunity to get people into mm -hmm. this game. That is the mm -hmm. crowd pleasiest thing i have ever seen for this card game and that's amazing and they and it's and a, they it's a thing that like has that. a full art cloud and sephiroth right in the front like the window just shows you all of the art on both mm -hmm. of these cards it is it's smart so inviting people are going to gobble these up and i am one of those nom, people nom, nom. I'm, nom, nom, well, nom. i will be i will be getting mine as well that's for damn sure um, but John, but yeah, the hits so. keep on coming. <laughs> Let's go. The hits keep on coming. That's right. Now we that's what I call spoilers. Our, 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 <laughs> volume one, for volume Opus 10. ten. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much because we got to see four Opus Ten cards. So this will be, this will technically be, like, uh, well, outside of the starter card because technically the two-player set is Opus Ten. Um, yes. But we're seeing our first like core Opus uh, Ten cards. And we got to see four of them. We got to see a fire card. Wait, is that card, Opus Eleven? Card, you mean, right? Card. The two-player. No, Opus. No, that no, that the, oh, the two-player oh, oh. thing is Opus Ten. The uh, new, the one that we're getting Friday is Opus Ten. I'm sorry, the Cloud yes, and Sephiroth yes. thing is like Opus Eleven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. 
Oh, if I didn't, if I didn't clarify that, I'm sorry. No, no, I I confused myself. Please continue. That's okay, there, there's just so much good stuff coming out. That's that right. It's, it's easy. It's mm-hmm. you know, all is forgiven. But, <laughs> but so, John, go ahead and let's go down the line here. Let's start. I believe we we'll start with the soldier first class. Uh, yeah. So soldier third class, actually. Not to not to correct you, but um, just because the soldier first class, that's what uh, Sephiroth and Cloud are, right? So this is like one of the little guys. This is one of the the weenies. So um, soldier third class is a standard unit. So he's very much like DGS trooper and uh, what's the other one? Deep ground soldier. He's a standard unit, uh, category seven, five k power, first strike. When soldier third class enters the field, you may search for one card named soldier third class and add it to your hand. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very similar to those other Final Fantasy VII, like, swarmable standard unit cards. Mm-hmm. And seems pretty okay when we're talking about that other cloud from the other starter deck. Yeah, just put one of it's these got... starter decks in and then play a four drop onto the field. Yeah. Seems... <laughs> if that's how that card works, that's pretty nuts. That is nuts. Yeah, yeah. That, that card doesn't leave a lot of room, like, for things I can't read. So like there would have to be a sentence yeah. hidden on the bottom of the card that's like you can use this once a game, or yeah. something. <laughs> but yeah, it seems like it's probably going to cost a lot because that's the thing we can't see, right? We can't see its cost and we can't see its power. But yeah, it seems yeah. like that card is nuts. Uh, the cloud, I mean. But yeah, soldier third class, oh, he's, he's fairly balanced. It's cool that fire gets one of these um, because you know the fire itself. not very good at having cards in their hand. So like we said, mm-hmm. it replaces itself and also first strike is the most powerful keyword in fire because fire is all about that burn damage. So it kind of lets them capitalize on that. It's pretty cool. It's true. Very true. Good card. Yeah. Solid. Just nice. I mean, especially in like draft or something like that. Ooh. Mm-hmm. A plus card. Absolutely. Now, next up is the, uh, the earth card that has the damage uh, abilities on it. That's right. It's Atlas. Mm-hmm. So I believe this is a, uh, is it 13? I can't even tell. It, it, it looks like it. It's it's either twelve or thirteen. I'm pretty sure it's thirteen. I don't remember this guy from twelve, so it's got to be from thirteen, I don't right? From one of the spinoff thirteen games. I'm not sure, but um, Atlas three drop, seven uh, k forward, Earth forward. He has mm-hmm. the damage mechanic. Damage two, Atlas gains one thousand power. Damage mm-hmm. five, Atlas gains two thousand power. So what that means is that damage five or higher, Atlas will be getting both of those. So he'll be getting yep. plus three k. So he'll be a ten k. So he'll be a ten k. So he's a lot like a Dark Knight cards. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Pretty okay. Uh, I mean, probably fine and like limited, just to have yourself a little, just something like that can stay there and possibly not die. Um, I mean, it's a card that's probably just going to be you know binder fodder for the most part. I'm going to call this a tutorial card. Very and much what so. I mean by that is every every time there's a mechanic or something, they give you a card that's like the elementary school worksheet equivalent yep. of like, do you understand damage? Look, at damage two, he'll gain one. And at damage five, he'll gain two. So what does that make him? <laughs> it's like, exactly. okay, cool. Now that you exactly. understand how Atlas works, here's Squall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's things like that. So it's like, uh, this guy is... He's a named card. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. He's not like yeah. a multiplay. He's just uh, he's just like a big dude in Earth. And normally, Atlas. normally the big Earth dudes are like standard units that are okay in draft. But this guy is just uh, I don't know what he's maybe yeah. Who knows? Atlas. I don't think he's going to be doing too much. Um, nope. But I've been wrong. I guess. 
<laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, we definitely, uh, we definitely flip it around because these next two cards I actually really, really like. Um, and we'll start with, uh, I believe it's uh, Flona, Flora, Flona. It's a Sky Pirate. That's all I know. <laughs> all I know is she's got a hoverboard looking thing, and she's a Sky Pirate. <laughs> Man, that's two Back to the Future references in one in one day. The other <laughs> one not being on the cast. That's right. That's on. That's on the, the hashtag Raw Dog. Um, <laughs> coming soon. Hashtag Mjolnir moment. Mjolnir moment. Uh, so yeah, Philo or Philo. Uh, I want. I almost want to say Philo because they have next to them. I think uh, Spanish or some other language. Sorry, mm-hmm. people. I'm very uncultured. Um, some so. other language card, and it's P H I L A. So it seems like Philo. Philo mm-hmm. is right. Um, it's a two drop. Always cool. Mm-hmm. Category 12, Sky Pirate, 5k forward. Mm-hmm. If you control a job Sky Pirate forward other than Philo, Philo gains 1,000 power and haste. Straightforward enough? Um, I think the card's fine because, well, A, if Sky Pirates are a thing, they may be, they may not be. There's there's not enough there to build out anything outside of a casual like locals deck. Mm-hmm. But this card's fine. This is just a nice push card. Um, I Dude. wish it had a little bit of evasion like Adele, because I think, um, you know, anytime you would have this card, you'd probably just rather have Adele. But she looks like Adele dyed her hair and ran away. There it is. There it is. <laughs> ran away. She's Adele in disguise. <laughs> I'd be fine with that. But, um, like, it's a 2CP Sky Pirate, which is fine, because you can, you can search it off of so many things. Um, the fact that if you control another Sky Pirate, which... I hate that it has to be a forward. ...you're using to search for... Let's say Sky Pirate forward. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so you're probably not playing it constructed unless you're really all in on that job mm-hmm. title, which, because then you get access to the backup Pinello. So then you've got a 2CP 7K at that point. Um, so the I haste. think it's fine. I think it's it's a decent title card, maybe like a one of. It's mm-hmm. problem, the problem I'm having with, with title is that title deck starting to get really, really crowded. And really, if it's not named Balthier or it can be a really big body, it might not be good enough. But I think I think it might be worth like a one of. But I don't know. But I, I, I like the card. I, I, it's it's a step in the right direction for that job. So, uh, Chris, I have a question for you, real quick. Yeah. For this next card, so you ever you go to see a movie, and um, mm-hmm. they have a bunch of trailers before it. And they show oh, you yeah. kind of like the door of the explorer first, right? They show you like the, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. next Jurassic Park movie. Like some something that's like, eh, you know, it seems exciting. It seems like maybe the big thing they're showing you. But mm-hmm. right before the movie comes on, they show you something that makes you question why you're even at that movie that you're about to see. You're like, oh, you're yeah, like, they, hold they on, hit hold you on. with the Star Wars trailer. You're like, well, this is a goddamn Star Wars trailer? You're like, I need to like go outside and collect my thoughts. I'm not even ready for like whatever Marvel movie's about to play. Like, hold on. They hit you with the best... They hit you with something that makes worth sitting through all those other previews. Mm-hmm. And that's what we got here, Chris. <laughs> I have been just drooling over this card all day. John, tell us about this new Ash. And it's our first, uh, it's our second legendary we've seen of Opus 10 because the Squall, uh, that's the box topper, is also a legendary. So this is our second legendary we've seen. John, tell me what this magnificent gal does. Well, Chris, the Star Wars trailer of Opus 12, Ash, is a 4CP 8K water legend mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the attack phase during each of your turns, select up to two of the four following actions. That may sound oh, familiar. Oh, <laughs> so great. 
We've got a wall of text, everybody. Here are our four modes. Draw one card, then discard one card from your hand. Built All the water forwards dice. you control gain plus 1,000 power until the end of the turn. Mm -hmm. Choose one character. Activate it. Ugh. Choose one forward of cost four or less. It loses all its abilities until the end of the turn. <laughs> I can't even finish reading this card without laughing. This card is so good. It's nuts. That card, it like, it's text. Some of the things, so so wall, um, braving somebody is, I think, the only thing on it that's better than mm -hmm. the Mozart. Like, this card, being able to blank a guy kind of passively is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Yep. Whatever chump blocker thing you have, whatever Porum or Viking or whatever, like, no. I think not. You want to do some stuff yeah. with Yuri? We'll do it right now. And by the way, yeah. uh, on the same trigger, I'm choosing which character I'd like to activate. Or how about you just exactly. choosing a character and activating it? Fusoya says, yeah. tap 7k, oh, and then I'll activate Fusoya. <laughs> or you get maybe a double nickel pump. Yeah, you get a double nickel pump. You get, uh... Damn it, you take Mog 6, you draw two cards. How about you take the other Mog 6, and you blank it, and then you attack with it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't discard any card. Like, like this card does a lot. And it has mm -hmm. an insane, insane 2CP protection backup for it. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's searchable from another water card. That's searchable from another water card, yeah. That says that she can't be broken by things that don't deal damage. I mean... Yep. The... There's nothing but upside to this card. The only thing, and I had to dig, the only thing I could say that was like a negative thing, but it's something, it, it, it's the dies to Doomblade argument because like this one you can actually kill with like burn damage because the old one just kind of gets over all of it. You can outsid this one, you can do all that stuff, but that's when you just play Minwoo and you feel good about it. Right, because here's something fun, right? Like, the other one, uh, outside of something like Al Cid, the other one is a 7k where it's like, okay, I feel like I need to do 9k to kill it, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, even then, even that feels hard for them to do most of the time, so that's why that's so mm -hmm. good. But, like, I mean, even if you have walk, if you don't have walk it down, 8k is still kind of hard to hit. 7k is the magic mm -hmm. burn number. If you have walk it down, this is just as hard, or if, you know, it's, it's still not mm -hmm. easy to get rid of this card. Um, this card is very exciting it's, it's it's incredible i'm a huge water nerd everybody knows i love water this card is nutty mm -hmm. and this card makes me want to play vossler again i'm in love oh yeah hell yeah this card makes me want to play anything with ash printed on the card yep bosh e even bosh shoot up dude we're gonna get a new bosh don't worry about it we're gonna get a fire legend <laughs> fucking, bosh fucking suit up we're gonna get Put a, on your skates right. bosh you're going in that's right dude Bosh is like, me? And he's got, like, a stain on his jersey. He hasn't, like, ever... He hasn't even bothered unpacking it or, like, lacing up recently because he just doesn't even get... He's got, like, a honey bun halfway in his mouth. Like, yeah. did I stutter, Bosh? Get out there. Fucking get in there. Yeah. He lets his twin brother do all the work. His, his twin brother is a star right. player. A star player out there on the field. Pretty much. Bosh is going to have his walk-on moment. <laughs> well, maybe. Because that's... Cause I'll tell you right now, this this ash I think is absolutely nuts. It do, it does a lot. Um, it and it does everything you want it to do on a blue card. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. wow, yeah. Card quality, combat control. Uh, you can just progress your own board. Like like it has like a Widmore clauses if you need to. Like yeah, I'll just choose a character mm -hmm. and activate it. One of my backups. Cool, mm -hmm. excellent. 
You know, and then uh, just the choose before forward to cost four or less lets it get around so many things, too. Num, num, num. Yum, yum, in my tum tum. Yeah, when does this card come out? Damn, what do you mean after nets? Give me this oh, and, and can we talk about the artwork for a second? Gorgeous. From the Zodiac because Age. The, yes, the artwork is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hope, beautiful. I mean, I, I might be asking for too much here. But I hope this is a full art. Oh, oh boy, howdy. So it's going to be one legend, right? <laughs> they only gave us... Oh, no, there were two legends, right? No, there were more than two. Oh, there wait, were, we've we, done this. We, we've we, done this before. Yeah. Hold on, we've done this dance. I'm like, there's only one legend, right? Oh, wait, there were seven legends. Never mind. Yeah, we've we've done this dance. It, it ends up being like half of them are legends. Ignore everything. Yes. Else. Cut that part out of it. Edit that out. Um, <clears throat> uh, so we know that we get so many legend full arts every set that this is bound to be one of them <laughs> oh I hope so I hope so because it is just absolutely gorgeous I'm loving this uh, the Zodiac Age artwork because I know we're getting another Vaughn um, I hope we get a Bosch I, 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 this set will make my life complete if during spoiler season I pull up my, my you know my internet I have my coffee, and then I see a Bosch, like Legend or an H, that is just just an unruly fuck beast unchained. What if its title, like its character name, was literally Captain Bosch von Ronsenberg of Dalmaska? It like all smushed in there, Yu-Gi-Oh style. And then I would his love it. his S ability was I'm Captain Bosch. It'd be perfect, and I want it to be one of those like break the fourth wall kind of effects where you have to say it. Then get the effect. Announce to your opponent that you are the real Captain Von Ronsenberg of Dalmas. Yes. And yes. <laughs> encourage them not to believe Andor's lies. <laughs> Bosch gains 3,000 power, haste, first strike, and brave until the end of the turn. I would say that shit at the top of my lungs. Nothing's stopping time. you, Chris. That's not. That could be a requirement on well, any card that you'd like. Oh, man. <laughs> but it would have to be here. I would need it here. But no, I, I can't say enough good about this Ash. I think it's fantastic. Can't wait to play it. I think the card is good. I, I think it's immediately going to find a home in Water Decks, Water X Decks, because it's, I mean, other than the give all your water forwards a thousand power, nothing on that card is color locked. And that's, <laughs> to me, that's great. That Ash. Great. Mm, dead Ash, though. Dead Ash. All right. Uh, but, I can talk so, about Ash. So, we can have the Ash podcast, so oh, absolutely. we have to move on. Absolutely. <laughs> but moving on here, um, you know, we did have some things. One of the things that happened last week that, you no, know, we didn't get to cover is we've had two Crystal Cups since our last cast. And, uh, you know, I want to give a big shout out to Chris Matiski for winning the Fire Crystal Cup. And then Jason Z winning the Wind Crystal Cup this weekend. Mm -hmm. So two returning Worlds players again. Um, just, you know, it sounds like they were both great events. Um, haven't really seen much as far as... We can start with the Wind Crystal Cup because that's I've seen less information for that one. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that Jason was on Mono Wind. And I believe he's, he faced against Mono Ice in the finals. I'm pretty sure, but I could be wrong. I haven't seen lists or anything like that. I'm quoting um, you on that. Do it. Yep. It's Done. Paper. <laughs> Do, it. Paper. Do it. Do it. We're live. Do it. <laughs> Do it. But no, I I think um that was kind of expected. You know, Mono Wind is in a really good spot. Mono Ice in a really good spot. See, it seemed to be par for the course. Um, now 
let's talk about the Fire Crystal Cup because uh, the deck Matiski was playing was some saucy stuff, sir. <laughs> yeah, he very brought some, back some... one of his old classics in a very not old classic kind of way. In indeed, in a new old fashioned way. That's right, as the songs say. But uh, there was some Mog Six in there, just some all kinds of sauce, and that makes me happy to see. You know how you know I get rev my engine gets revved up when I see you know a Mog Six sighting. Any version, any version of it. Well, I don't see. So, I'm here on FF decks, and I don't see a uh-huh. Mog Six in his list. What I thought there was a Mog Six, six in his deck, or am I thinking of another deck? I don't see. Uh, it says Dark Six Sing, like Vice King, except with the VI being Cap. But I don't see uh-huh. a Mog. I just see uh, the only six yeah. characters I see Locke, and then mm-hmm. he's got backup. Uh, he's got three Emperor Gestal, and mm-hmm. uh, no, no, that was one of the events in Japan that. Um, that Adam okay, Duncan put okay. it in the chat and said, "All right, <laughs> like I get hyped anytime I see one of these on the list." No, 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 Mog okay. Six here. Um, he was playing Strago backup for the sole purpose okay. of turning on Locke. Okay. Um, Makes but, sense. Yeah, he's got Strago, Gastal, and Empire Sid, and then the highlight here for the six package is the three Emperor Gastal backups. Hey, Amen. That's. I don't think that's awful. Yeah, so we have I mean, three Emperor Gestalt backups, which means that uh-huh. he is uh, he is going to search for a dark. You know, he's got the Camel Knots here uh-huh. that he's going to just crack Emperor Gestalt to put in, and then Camel Knots going to get him the next Emperor Gestalt. I, yep. I guarantee he used this twice in most of his games. I believe it. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. It's the just only a, other dark card is the chaos removal. Yeah. So that means Camel Knot can actually search two backups too. So. Yeah. That's huge, mm-hmm. and, and and that's the thing, man. Like Emperor Stall is a really, really good card. It's just a good non-conditional piece of removal that only costs you five, and it's just everything that it does is relevant. Every word on that card is relevant, from the name, the category. I maybe you could say the job's relevant. It doesn't matter. Like everything on that card is good. Yeah, uh, kind of but interesting. Not... He's playing two Sephiroth. Yeah. Oh, uh, sure. Not three. Hmm. So no, uh, no third one in like another color or cost or anything. Just two, mm-hmm. three one CP white mages though. Yeah. If uh, white mage or white forward forming a party with white mage receives damage, the damage decreases by three thousand instead. Pretty all right. Yeah. Pretty all right. But that's that. You know that deck is interesting. You know, again, congratulations to him for winning. But there was another deck that really caught everybody's eye, and that was the. That was the Earth Ice Final Fantasy IV deck, where yeah, we're, we're seeing, yeah, um, we're seeing Luge, we're seeing Barnabas. Yeah, it's wild. Say more. Yeah, it's getting wild. Um, the whole idea is that yeah, Ridia, the promo Ridia is an excellent card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gives all these guys brave. Um, so Barnabas and Luge will both have brave Luge. Comes in, activates Barnabas, and Barnabas' whole thing is just I'm a 1 CP 9k or 10k with Larg. Deck, you know? he's a 1 CP 11k. Well, yeah, and then, yeah, that's right, Ridia. Sorry, so Ridia and Larg, he's 1 CP 11k. And uh, he's just, uh, he's here. <laughs> he's yeah. not going anywhere. Well, and then you've got uh, Luge or Luge, however you pronounce it. He's a 4 CP, he'll be a 4 CP 7k with Ridia mm-hmm. and. Uh, Duke Lark, but it also has Brave because of Ridia, so now you can attack and dull and freeze something every turn. Dull or freeze, but yeah. 
Yeah, but still. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Edward and Harley are both four cards, right? So they're so playing Rydia those backups, and then Rydia is just popping off. And Rydia can yep. search for one CP summons, and one CP Zalera seems pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. yeah, that deck has been the talk of the town. Uh, I believe and from what Richie I bubbled. He only dropped. He only dropped one game in constructed, but I think he bubbled because of, um, of because of the limited portion. Yeah, but and that's because we don't play draft on the returner's hideout. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. If we had prepped our champion Richie, uh, Richie who likes to come play in our tournaments, <laughs> we, had, we had prepped him. No, but um, really, uh, like you said, it's Storm Swiss. It's all mm-hmm. I heard were these like war stories of like just like shell shocked soldiers who had crossed Barnabas yeah, but, on the front lines. Well, because I'm pretty certain, like you see Barnabas at the table, you're like, oh shit. Because here's the thing: you you see a card like that, you think two things. It's one of two thoughts. There's no in between. It's either A, what the fuck is this guy playing, or B, what does this guy know that I don't? And it's funny because it's, what table you're at, what round it is, <laughs> really, mm-hmm. really tells you which one it's going to be, right? Because if you're oh, yeah, in like, if you're like... <laughs> six rounds in and he's at table two and you look over, you see Barnabas, you... it's definitely what does this guy know that I don't? <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm in trouble. Yeah. It's, well, I better look up that card. <laughs> yeah. Before my next yeah. round, I better know what that does. Pretty much, pretty much. So that and that, so that's that, I think that's really neat. I'm glad to see, you know, whenever I I see you know a meta get stale and you see some of the same old, same old. Somebody always comes with that with something like that and just really like revitalizes you. You're like, man, this is something that was probably tested a lot. He just he saw the lines. <laughs> and put it together, and it worked. Like that's the big thing. It worked. All right, this is gonna be um, this is gonna be a little bit of a hot take, but it needs to be said. And people are gonna Go listen on. to this, and people are gonna say that like I am bad, or I am I don't know what I'm talking about, or I'm just like kind of mm-hmm. dreaming and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. this game does not have enough tournaments, does not have enough players who have played enough games for that meta to be set in stone by any means. Mm-hmm whatsoever the meta is so fickle and changes based on what happens in tournaments if somebody you know if literally four out of this top eight were something just because a bunch of people at the tournament played it all of a sudden it would be meta and it's like Mm -hmm. this game it's so there's so little data but people are Mm -hmm. so used to extrapolating these assumptions from other games where there's a ton of data and i think Mm -hmm. people get themselves in dangerous corners and things like Mm -hmm. this this barnabas this just shows like Guys, the meta in this game is so wide open, and the only thing in between you and being able to play other decks, and the only thing in between you and the meta not being stale is, like, you trying those things out. You need to try them over and over and over again until you figure it out, and it's like, yeah, that's not easy. Like, that is work. (laughs) But if you put the work in, I promise you're going to find stuff like this, and it's going to work. And, like, it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere in this game. It's easier in this game than any game I've ever played. So if you think that like there's three elements that are beating everything and that's it, or you think that it's stale or there's only two decks, it's like really not even kind of close to what's happening. <laughs> so put on your thinking cap and get in the lab and get excited about like trying out some of these combos. I'm not saying like every single card has a chance, right? But I'm saying that this Barnabas card went almost undefeated in Swiss. 
Like, mm-hmm. and and if you just think that those people are bad, you haven't played against that deck because <laughs> Lord Byron was playing that deck uh, in our weeklies and having a grand old time. So it's like mm-hmm. these things exist; they're out there, and the only people who are going to find them are the people who are looking for them. That's all I have to say. Well, I I don't think I can follow up to that, sir. You, you <laughs> nailed it right on the head, and I think. Um... With that being said, John, I couldn't think of a better way to kind of just move into our main topic. Unless I've missed any news, I don't think I have. I think we've covered it all. Oh well, we do have uh, we do have one bit of news, my friend, that we did not talk about. It's the format oh, for dear. this great tournament. Oh yeah, jeez, boy, I am just hey. all over the place because you, you just you just shell shocked. I'm sorry, we, you know what? I speech. I just I feel like all I hear is like, oh, Men's Steel. Oh, there's only two decks. Oh, there's only this and that. And meanwhile, it's like. Completely different stuff is happening all over the place all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it, that, it's gonna it's gonna come in handy because you know, like you said, that I forgot for some reason that the na- the format for nationals uh, for North America has also been revealed, and lo and behold, it's the same thing. It's two it's two deck format with no overlap. By that I mean you can't even have. Like, you can't do like they did last year at Worlds where you have two Diabolos in one deck and one in another. You can't even have that. If you, you got three in this deck, or if you got one in this deck, you can't have it in the other. Yeah, for the most part, it's um it's pretty difficult to even share elements without yeah, stretching. Pretty much. And pretty stretching much. Is, is usually a trap. It usually means you're mm-hmm. doing something wrong. Stop stretching. Yep. Um, and yeah, so, so, so that will leave two types of people. There will be the people who say, okay, well, it's it's two, because the way that it works is you have to win with both, right? So you can't just, like, hope the one deck will carry you through everything. You have to win with both. So Which people are going to be playing, you know... the way they're doing that. They're going to be playing Ice, they're going to be playing Wind, and people thinking that those are just the two decks that are the only viable options to take. It's like, man, somebody's out there who is ready to beat those decks, and somebody's got that as their weird B deck. And they're going to hit you with something normal with the A deck. And by the time you see the B deck, you're in trouble. Right? Because it's like, the the two deck format is the time when these weird decks come out. Because you only have to grab one game. You know, if you figure like your super meta deck is going to take a game off, you kind of have two shots for your, your homebrew to take one. Mm-hmm. So True. even the better players, even the players who, you know, put up these really consistent performances have a higher chance of playing something uh, i don't even want to use the word rogue because it's so vague in this game but something more rogue and uh, i think that's really interesting i'm really excited to see what those yeah. decks are yes yeah, so I, I think nats is going to be interesting I, I know a lot of people it's kind of been a mixed bag because pretty much you know there was an expectation, you know, maybe we were wrong to have that expectation that we would see limited at nationals this year. Um, nowhere to be found. Like, not not even an afterthought. Not even a, oh, yeah, we forgot. Or, uh, I'm sure there'll be a side event, maybe. But, like, limited is not on the table at this at nationals this year. Do you think that's a misstep as opposed to this two-deck format where it's just kind of like... What am I trying to say here? I don't. I don't want to sound, because you know me. For the most part, I'm not a negative person. I just inquire more than anything else. Yeah, I mean, it Chris, feels very. Se- What's up? No, no, go ahead. Sorry. 
I was gonna say it feels very seat of the pants. Like, hey, we gotta make let's make something else up now. I was um, gonna tell you because it just kind of contradicts everything that we had kind of worked for this year. Yeah, like I'm confused, right? I feel like the conversation went because we remember what happened when draft was announced. Okay, mm-hmm. there was a little bit of a conversation being had online, um, mm-hmm. and I think a big part of it, what we kind of leaned into. Um, for like the hey guys, give it a chance. Hey, let's be comfortable with it. Was like, hey, this is something that maybe it's maybe a skill you need to develop, right? There might be a reason that you need to develop this skill, and that's that was kind of I don't know if it was it was probably never officially said, right? But it was definitely something that we were all saying. Hey, you know, I, I would definitely be more comfortable with hearing somebody say you have to do this if there was the a reason I could see. Was definitely there, and um. I don't know. I mean, we talked about people practicing draft and stuff like that. I don't know how many people are really going to be. I don't think the argument really holds water. Like, I spent so much money practicing draft, and now it does. Like, okay, yeah, come yeah, on. For sure. Come on, you know. Um, nobody told you to go do that. Um, exactly. You're full of shit. Yeah, yeah. But I think that it is a little weird because it's like, oh, here's another brand new format uh, we're testing out, and we're testing it at Nats. How can we keep, we keep trying these um, formats at, like, these really high level events um now to be fair i just want like my favorite thing about nats last year was just jamming games with all the people like all of the people who traveled out whether they were at nats or not everybody who was there had like that passion some of the best games i jammed were the title games right outside the ballroom like it's just so fun to jam and the two deck format means we're playing best of three it means we're jamming so many games of final fantasy on saturday (laughs) we are jamming so many games my favorite games from nationals last year Oh, yeah. <laughs> Old goddamn hotel room knows my favorite game from that last year. Uh, Chris, it breaks my heart. I'm not going to get to share those games with you this year. I know. It breaks my heart, too. It I know. really genuinely does. Just the timing. It's I know, I know. I mean, you're, no you're pun intended. Literally, in cards literally getting married. Like It's like honeymoon or nationals. Yeah, I think I can understand that, that decision exactly. being tough. Um, but yeah, it, it's... Uh, it's interesting, right? I think that everybody who's going is already going. It's one of those things where it's not like, uh, oh, no, I won't register for this Crystal Cup now, right? It's almost a captive audience. Like, ah, this is the format you're playing. So if you're going to exactly. test something like this, I mean, it's a... Well, well, I can see people being annoyed that we're the guinea pig group. We're also the people who are most likely to roll with it, right? And like... Oh, absolutely. And actually just deal with it and give good feedback and... And so I, I kind of see it from their point too. Um, I don't know. I, I wish it had maybe been communicated to us a little bit in advance, so that we had had like a crystal cup with this because it, everything's different. We've got this like loser bracket. Um, yeah, like, there's a lot weird, of changes right? to like, the format. It's still a top thirty-two cut, but if you're six in rounds, which is weird. Thirty-two. It's well, six rounds, top thirty-two cut. But if you're in 17th through 32nd place, you don't get a two out of three set. It's literally like almost like a loser's bracket in a fighting game tournament where it's if you lose here, if you lose that one game here, you're just done. And you have to you have to win more. It, it's so it's so weird. Um, it, it's and this is where I, why I keep saying it feels very seat of the pants, because here we are, you know, maybe a little over a month away. And it's like, oh yeah, we're doing it this way, and now we're doing it this way. Oh yeah, also that top cut we've we've that's been the same since day one. Oh yeah, we're throwing a curveball there too. It it just seems 
really just unnecessary if that makes sense if, if yeah if like you if i wanted to run way, a tournament the way that they're running nats right now i like would have to ask for tournament rules like, right well also and also too right like if you if this is how top 32 is going to be just do seven rounds of swiss with a fucking top 16 cut it's the same thing yeah and then do your like double lm type thing honestly yeah. but like but uh Set, like five rounds or sorry six rounds feels real weird last year mm-hmm. we had the extra round i get it because of the buys we did an extra round and everybody knows how that messed everything up but oh, yes. uh we did eight rounds so we're going from eight rounds to six rounds mm-hmm. and i don't know i mean well i it i have to like have an, an amount it... of trust i have to have a degree of trust that this isn't going to be the worst thing ever it's going to be fine and we're going to have a good time. But, okay, it just feels weird. Follow me on this one. It feels very well, because follow me on this one. Day one's over. You finish. You finish, like, 18th. You know, your tiebreakers finish you at 18th. Oh, it feels like shit. You, you cut that. And there's going to be some X2s that don't even make it with mm-hmm. six rounds. Mm-hmm. So now, say you make it, your tiebreakers have you at 18th. You get up early, you come in the next day to play for potentially five minutes, and then you're done because you don't even get that second game. Now, like, how do you choose who plays what deck? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, and you know, if I'm wrong on how I interpreted that, that 17 through 32nd is not a two out of three set. Because I'm pretty sure it's a best of one. That's what I thought I saw. Um, yeah, like, that it was just ha- like single elimination for those 16 yeah, people. Yeah. So and people who fall play, into the... Are, yeah, so how do you... Does higher seed get to choose what deck first? Is there a blind pick? Like, that's the thing. So it says it's in best so of one cl- elimination rounds, you may choose either deck before the match begins. See, to me, that's just... That's just silly. Hmm. To me, that's just silly. Just do seven rounds of Swiss and a top sixteen cut because that's all. That's pretty much what you're doing. You're just giving you're giving sixteen other people an extra round of Swiss. Mm-hmm. That's it. And to me, that just seems national seems like the wrong stage to do it. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Exactly. Right? We have no choice. Yeah, like, like, like I said, it's a captive audience type thing. Like, what am I? I can't be like. Well, I'll just wait for the next one. Like, <laughs> I'm yeah, going. Yeah, that, that's that's, you know, that's, that's, that's not even going to happen. You've got my money. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to yeah. what to say. Um, I, I'm sure it'll be a good event. I really am. No, I'm sure. crossing all them it's fingers and knocking time. on all the wood that we get that art as a playmat. Like, give it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, dude, that'd be sick. God, dude, the fact that it's Final Fantasy characters holding Final Fantasy trading card cards, that is so cool. This art it's is the for us. Wall you're looking. This it's isn't art for yeah. Like this isn't just art for something Final Fantasy, whatever. You know, like mm-hmm. this can't just be reused for. This is for us, and that feels really mm-hmm. cool. So I really hope we get that on sleeves or a playmat or both or something or whatever. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, I think we'll, that we'll this format has has been getting a mixed reaction, and like you said, we'll see how it goes. Um, I I think that one way or the other, we're gonna know after this Nats whether or not it's sticking around. I agree, but again, you hate to see you know the the event that you've practiced for and played for be like this kind of like weird formatted 
that just hasn't been <sighs> look there's a lot about the format of this tournament that is difficult to practice mm-hmm. for yeah including the that, enormous mental game involved in yes. a two deck format mm-hmm. yeah it's not easy it is not easy but it's okay it's absolutely okay um because there's one more uh, well technically two more events but this is uh this weekend coming up and this is how we're going to segue into our, our our main topic tonight john um we've got the Arizona Crystal Cup this weekend. This is the last Crystal Cup with a world's invite on the line. And also the day before, the the Riku band is officially in effect. The Riku band. Now, it seems like... Now, with that being said, I don't really know what to expect. Or maybe we do. Because it seems like there's not been a lot of decks playing Riku at all. Like, if you look at Japanese events... If you look at some of the, I, I I haven't seen the top eight deck from the uh, Fire Crystal Cup or the Wind Crystal Cup overseas. Was there a lot of Riku there? Um. All right. So let me look at the water deck here. Or I'm sorry, the water deck. I just say <laughs> at the Fire Crystal Cup. Not even close to the water deck. But you know. All right. <laughs> um. And Riku is the one, two, three, four, and the twentieth most played card. So yeah, it's really there's a lot of mono wind and mono wind decks I think don't play Riku. Um exactly. and uh usually there's one, two, three of the decks here that are definitely playing it. Um but I see I see why, right? It's leaving soon. People are transitioning away. You kind of feel like that guy, the guy who's still playing Turbo, the guy who's still playing Dataluma. It's not bad yet. Like, all right, buddy. You know, <laughs> you're the guy who's still playing Riku. Um, that being said, I was the guy who was still playing Riku when I qualified. And then the next day when I would have qualified again and Riku, uh, I was very happy was around for that weekend. And I'm not saying I rode her coattail, but, you know, it only got me a couple of wins and... Um, but I was talking to somebody this weekend who was talking about, you know, modifying my deck and taking it to LQs this weekend. And I said, while I agree that my main win con in that deck was not Riku, the importance of Riku and that alternate win condition can't be understated. Like, I actually still would not have done what I did without her. So, um, I, I think that it is still a strong card. And I think that the reason it was banned isn't because it was winning every tournament, but it was because the card was, again, like we, we've covered this, was operating outside of what was supposed to happen with that card mm-hmm. and that win condition in general. So I'm glad, though, that um, pretty much all these events since have shown that, again, like I, <laughs> like I stared directly into the camera and said earlier, I feel like, um, that there's so much room for everything to have time at the top like Riku was not going to dominate this format forever either way it's never like that in this game it's never like that so I'm not surprised that we're seeing less of it I'm surprised it fell off so quickly but as soon as something gets banned the wind is gone it's out from under the sails and it is on to the next thing you know mm-hmm. no absolutely so with that being said John what what decks do you expect to see Mono Ice, Mono Wind, Still Wind Water, and Earth X decks, I think, are going to pop out. Like, all of a sudden, I think there's going to be a bunch of Earth X decks 
um, whether people are playing Earth Lightning, Earth Wind type of value builds, Earth Ice, whether it's similar to Richie's uh, or some of the Japanese lists, which are a little more monster heavy, or it's more like just the traditional Earth Ice decks. I think that um, these decks are going to start popping out because people are fishing for their second deck. Or you're fishing for your, your ace up your sleeve. If I walk into that room with Mono Ice and Mono Wind, everybody in that room knows how to play against everything I've got. Right? So everybody, I That's think, is kind of looking for, for a really strong kind of specialty that they're going to have ready for Nats. And I'm really interested to see what types of those decks appear this weekend. Um, that being said, uh, Mono Water, I think, is going to be the thing that appears the most that hasn't been around. If that makes sense. But I think that a lot of the stuff that's been around is still going to be around. Because it's safe. It's comfortable. It's very consistent. There's a reason that the tournament's going to be flooded with people playing Mono Win. Because it's a consistent deck. It does the same thing almost every game. It's yep, easy to, to know what you're supposed to do. Right? The path is clear. I play the guys that activate the guys. And then I use the guy taps things to win the game <laughs> like and, and i just do those two play. things together right um mm -hmm. i'm not saying that it doesn't take skill to play the deck obviously the deck has the sequencing and everything is very important but mm -hmm. it, it's uh there's going to be so many of them there that's always going to do well it's always going to be in the top i think the mono wind and mono ice are going to see a lot of play both at this weekend and going forward in this meta because they've kind of established themselves already and less yep. experimentation is required, right? Just copy somebody's and, and go to town. Exactly. Um, I think another major player this weekend is going to be Fire Ice. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, I mean, Fire Ice kind of takes that, the that wind deck's apart. always going to be there. Kind of takes the wind mm -hmm. decks apart. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It does. It's, pretty, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty easy win for that deck, to be, you know, to be honest. Um, so I don't know. Um, now, John, you have do you, obviously you know you've got your Nats qualification already, so the pressure's mm -hmm. off for this weekend. But I know you'd love to come out of this event with a Worlds qualification. Are you hey, locked and loaded, or do you know what you're playing? Um, I would love to say yes, mm -hmm. but I'm I can't. <laughs> um, I you know I I would love to say I'm just sold on this. I'm sold on X, and I'm playing it. I've played a lot of Mono Ice. I've played a lot of Mono Win. And people are going to roll their eyes at me, but I don't really enjoy playing either of them. So I'm trying to enjoy playing something else, right? That's why I played the Waterwind with uh, with our boy, with our Ultros. Oh, man. <laughs> Tentacles. Seafood Left soup. and right. Um, I might be playing Mono Water this weekend. Um, I have a Water Earth Prophecy 4 deck that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. It's um, kind of the evolution of the Prince deck a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um it's tough. It's a tough list. It's always been a very difficult list. It's always been a very mm -hmm. tight deck. Um, mm -hmm. But that's something I'm looking at. I don't know if I have the time. Um, on the water is something I'm extremely comfortable with, and I kind of just want to see how we do. Um, but all in all, I, I might end up just playing a Mono Ice or Fire Ice this weekend. Now, also, too, am I not mistaken, this will be the first and I believe only Crystal Cup here with Opus 9 Limited. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And uh, so, Opus so how, Nine Limited. How do you feel about that? So I thought that this was going to be a very, very important Opus Nine Limited dry run for Nats. Mm -hmm. Turns out, nope. Uh, this is the only time Opus Nine Limited will matter. Now here's what I wonder, right? 
Um, mm-hmm. Opus 9 Limited does not feel like Opus 8 Limited. Everybody agrees. Oh, absolutely. Is maybe that why we uh, aren't seeing it at Nats? Oh, I, I love the conspiracy theory, and I'm fine with that logic because I do think it's that bad. I think that Opus 9 and Limited is not even close to how... Because remember what happened, and we talked about this on the cast too. I, sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. for You know what? We got a lot of throwback callback jokes for you loyal fans out there. That's right. Um, on some episode, at some point recently, uh, we were talking about this. And I've completely lost my yep. train of thought, and I now need to cut. Well, no, we were talking. It was fix. when we had Curtis on the cast with us. That's right. It was we Curtis. We were talking about, like, how, who, we were talking about Opus Nine Limited. Yes, the Opus Nine Limited, and I think that when Opus Eight Limited, when we were trying it, we were like, "Hey, remember when we were complaining about this?" Just kidding. Sorry. It feels really good. Right. Mm-hmm. Opus Nine Limited. I think people were trying really, really hard to be like, "No, guys, look, it's fine." <laughs> At the beginning, mm-hmm. and uh, nobody bought it. I didn't buy it. Yeah, uh, I've tried no. some Opus 9 Limited, and it, you feel like you're just missing some really important pieces. It feels very Bahamas yeah. Zero. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, a, it's like a win or don't win. Either get Bahamas Zero or don't. Obviously, it's a little more than that. Obviously, it, it, there's a lot of little things that matter, and, and it, it's more balanced than just garbage. But mm-hmm. it doesn't feel the way Opus 8 feels. It doesn't just feel good. And mm-hmm. I would be worried if my day two at, uh, at Nats actually included Opus 9 draft. Right. So. And, and and that's the big thing, too. I do want to make sure I'm, and I give the distinction. I know I keep saying limited. We had an Opus 9 sealed event at Gen Con, mm-hmm. but sealed and draft are very, very different because, especially with this set, because there's going to be people, and I, it's going to be, everybody's going to get cut off from, because there's very specific packages in Opus Nine, that I feel like if you get half the pack, like half of the pieces, it just doesn't work. But if I open a Quistus and you open a Renoa, we're going to be cutting each other, and we're both just going to have two very mediocre draft decks. Right? Yeah, I think that um, a lot of the synergies in Opus Eight were element based. Yes, and a lot of the synergies in Opus Nine are category based, and the problem yes. with category based synergies is they're normally across different colors. So you're not just like, like what you need to be able to do in draft is if I'm getting fire, I need to be able to go fire X. Like I need to be able to yeah. go fire lightning, fire earth, fire wit, like whatever the thing is, I need to know what that looks like. If I'm getting great fire mm-hmm. cards, I need to be able to supplement it with another color that is free. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Opus nine, it feels very much like, okay, I go headhunters, I go Final fantasy eight, I go Final fantasy 12. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're very category driven. They already mm-hmm. tell you what colors you're picking. Um, and yep. so people start tripping over each other. Yep. And like we were saying that everybody's playing Bahamas Zero. I mean, heck, that was in Sealed where everybody could play anything for any color. Now you're in a part yep. where, like, the Lightning players just have the only, like, like uh, boss mm-hmm. card, kind of. Like, they're the only, like, I'm going to yeah, win so right now see, card. if you don't see any purple cards on your opponent's side, you don't give a shit. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. There's more to it, obviously. I know they test this stuff internally. But also, that's why mm-hmm. I'm wondering maybe... Why uh, we didn't really include yeah, maybe it? Maybe it just format. it just tested like shit across the board. Um, so you know if if that's the case, then I'm fine for the switch, you know, to the double deck format. Yeah, because it's, it's funny because just... I think I've already come full circle on just this episode where I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, absolutely. I actually don't want to play Opus Nine Draft at Nats. So yeah, <laughs> I no, guess absolutely. I'm happy with I, the two deck format. 
because because yeah. uh, turns out actually turns out actually I don't want that, and uh, that could be that could be what they've seen as well. So, well, Josh, sounds like we've shut the door on that case. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, we we did it. We, we joke about all these people playing in shadow formats, and uh, I'm going mm-hmm. to play in a shadow format Crystal Cup this weekend. So, yeah. No, it's very true. It is very, very true. Um, I mean, obviously, this I think in this particular Crystal Cup, the Swiss really matters because this is going to be legit nationals practice. Yeah. Um, With one deck. But uh, pretty much. I mean, but it's going to be whatever deck you're playing is one that could be very, very real. Mm-hmm. And I would assume it would be. I mean, that's we don't, right, we don't right. go to Crystal Cups. We don't fly across the country to play bullshit. But don't we? I don't know, man. <laughs> no, no, um, no. If if if, I, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna make a prediction, I'm gonna say um, if I'm gonna pick a deck to win the event. I'm actually gonna say I'm gonna say Fire Ice wins the whole thing. Fire Ice, really? Yeah. Hmm. How about you, John? If you had to pick a deck that's gonna win the whole thing, obviously not counting what you're playing, because you know I, I I like to hope that you'll win the whole thing. But if you had to pick a, an archetype that's gonna come out on top, uh, in constructed, obviously, because or we'll have actually. You know, I'm going to say that has the best Swiss record. Ooh, we're going to dial it back a bit because draft. Because I I think Opus Nine draft is just going to be such just such a shit show. All right, I'm going to go two ways on this one. All right, talk to me, Goose. I think it's very my my realistic pick mm-hmm. is Mono Ice or Mono Wind. Just kind of just does its thing. Mm-hmm. A good sure. player playing a really solid, consistent. Deck knows their lines, knows their matchups, mm-hmm. does well. Mm-hmm. Other side of the coin, I think something that's fast, that's scary fast, with red cards mm-hmm. in it, might do really well in Swiss. Might just blow the door right open. Might just storm right through Swiss. Something that is like, like a nail is just coming down, and that's the turn they win. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Go, go, go. Gasolina. I have seen decks faster than anything I've ever seen lately doing very well. I think if somebody's been practicing one of those, um, I think it could be could be coming out of the gate Dark Horse style. That's fair. Do you think we see the Barnabas beatdown in Arizona? I think some people might be trying it out, but I I think that unfortunately when you play something like that, and um, and this is not to take any credit away from Richie. When you play something like that and you're not on the FF decks list, basically, right? Like, you need something like this to happen where we're like, hey, this was really cool. But even still, it's not like you can, you know, click the link in the description. You know, you're going to have to go look for this deck. Like, you're going to have to dig for this deck if you want this list. Or just ask mm-hmm. people, right? Um, but what I'm saying is... It, I, I think there will be people who think it's really fun who are playing it and they like to play it. I don't think all of a sudden there's any percentage of the field that's playing this Barnum stick or even ice earth really. I think there'll just be a normal amount of ice earth. Same as any other tournament, maybe one or two people. I'm going to say two tops. Try this out, but I don't think so. I don't think anyone's brave enough. That's the kind of thing that, you know, Richie's been practicing that Richie's friends probably told him he was crazy until Richie beat him with it a couple of times. Right. You know, it's like a Nick Chanel with fire decks. Yeah, exactly. you you want to talk shit about fire? Draw cards. Draw some. Draw five cards. Let's go. <laughs> let's do the damn thing. Yeah, let's do the thing. Because you'll probably lose. It's scary. Mm-hmm. 
So, so it's going to be interesting to see. Um, like I said, um, the Opus Nine draft portion's probably going to be just a dud, um, and we'll see. You know, maybe we'll see, some, maybe we'll see something really neat. I'm, I'm actually going to be watching it very intently because I do want to see how it ends up. Because I want to see if you know if you have your draft pods that you can still put together like these synergistic, coherent decks like they're looking for in this limited format, or we'll just see if it's like I play a guy. Your turn. I play a guy. I can't do anything else. I'm just going to go wide. You're going to go wide, and we're just going to hit each other in the face. Yeah, nobody has any removal. So we have these turns yep. where we have four forwards each, and we're not sure who's supposed to be the aggressor. Yep. There's going to be a <laughs> lot of staring at each other. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it'll be mm-hmm. interesting. That's the word I'll use. Yeah. But I think Swiss, I think Swiss is going to be a really good watch. I think you're going to see a lot of the same old, same old. You might see a fringe deck or two, but I, I do think the expectation is you're going to see a lot of safe stuff. You're going to see a lot of stuff that people are just probably just trying to fine tune for nationals for at least one of their deck choices. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I think overall the event's going to be good. I know people are excited about it. I can't wait to watch it. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of a lot of good names there. I know a lot of the Metapotion guys are going to be there. Um, obviously, the Jersey boys are going to be in full effect. So just nice me, just me. Work. Oh, oh, Dan and I thought Dan or Alex were going with you this time. Did they no, back out? So, so we were all going to go, and then everybody okay. got qualified. And then uh, I was like, guys, do we still go to Arizona? And they're like, I don't really think so. And I was like, I'm worried. I'm going to Arizona. No, that's fair. And then. That's fair. As soon as I locked Arizona in, I uh, didn't have to be worried anymore. But I, uh, you know, I'm gonna have a good time. I'm going to hang out there in uh, in the world's qualifier Airbnb. Is Oki likes to joke that it's always somebody from the Airbnb that gets the uh, that he's breeding talent. Dude, so dude, I'm telling you, as long as as long as somebody, if Irving is there and he buys somebody at that table breakfast, it's a guaranteed win. Irving, I hope you're going. There you go. Um, but so it'll be Curtis and I for the returners. Uh, oh, awesome! Down. Okay, so that's great. I, I know Curtis is going. Out. It, it worked out because I think he had like a work function out there or something. No, oh, that really and worked out then. Yeah, Shit. yeah. From what I understand, he had a work function out there, and he's like leaving like the day before or something like that, and he's just staying for the weekend. <laughs> work is like we have a single location in the U.S. to send you on a specific day of the year. Oh, it lined up exactly with that nerd thing you wanted to do. Oh, dude, you you. you I'd buy that for a dollar. You, you yeah. gotta love it. You gotta love it when it works out that way. So it'll be awesome to actually have, uh, you know, some team representation out there. Um, it's really great to see, and I'm really gra- glad to see the the, the team growing. Because um, I know it's been this season's been kind of rough mentally on not only myself but Adam as well. Obviously, because he's still taking a break. Um, I've been burnt out. But, you know, I'm here to entertain the masses. So it's just great to see what the team has accomplished. And I know, John, you, you know, we're, we're not ending this podcast on a bad note. I want you to know that. I want you so we're, there's no surprises, nothing like that. I know last week, uh, the week before, Andy hit us with the bad news. Oh, my goodness. But, that was a, yeah, no. Oh, my, you can't do that to me. You can't. Oh, never, never, no, no, no. no I just wanted to stop there. While, uh, you think you get out of this? You think no, there's never. a world where you get out of this? No, I think never, not. Never, I'll drag never, you never. back in kicking and screaming, sir. Exactly, and you know, because I know John, you and I had had that pep talk, and we'll end on this. Just kind of a, just kind of a heart to heart here. You know, I know for a while I was just didn't care, 
had zero desire to pick up cards. Like I haven't, I personally haven't played the locals in like three weeks. I haven't, I haven't touched a Final Fantasy deck, and it's actually I haven't. I don't think I've touched Final Fantasy cards. I played in one local since Gen Con, and that's all I've played. So, and I know you know you and I had a little heart to heart, and I was like, I was like, John, what am I doing? I'm, I just, I'm, I'm losing, losing my edge. And that was even doing the podcast. Doing, I, I was just like, John, I don't feel like it, man. Like, what am I doing? But you well, put it in perspective. I, and where I was going with that was, you know, I'm getting to, I'm, I'm bringing it all to a point. It's okay. <laughs> um, the fact that you know the team has accomplished so much this year, and it would not, even though, granted, you and Curtis both going are both qualified for Nats already. I would love to see one of you guys win. To have so Lord Byron has somebody to be on the world's team with. You know, I would love to see on you know our first full year as a team having multiple worlds qualified players. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. And and I, if it's okay with me sharing a small bit of our personal conversation here, yeah. um, I, I mean, you said to me you, you felt kind of burned out because. Uh, and what led me to say how much the team had accomplished is you felt like personally, you felt like you weren't sure what you had accomplished this season. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I said it to you, and I'm going to say it here because our fans are listening, Chris, and our fans. And I wanted that is the thing right then and there. You've got fans, man. I, I was one of them. Man, you've got people this who guy. you reach out and touch people in the most inappropriate way. Um, but also, That's the way and, I like. <laughs> also. Really though, um, you drive so much love for this game and this community, and I think that that's part of what we get to do here, and and why I'm honored to be part of this with you guys, is uh, we get to come here and kind of celebrate that for an hour and a half or, or so every week, and um, then you know people get to put their feet up on their desk with their coffee first thing and listen to it at work and just have a great week, and that's what, that's what I, used to be my ritual. Man, I used to send you Snapchats of me listening to the oh, yeah. the cast with my feet up and a coffee in my hand. So, and what I would, when you would miss a week, or when we would miss a week, you'd send me a picture of your feet on the floor, <laughs> like an empty coffee cup, just just yes. sadness. Yeah, and then, then the sad trombone plays, man, because yes. uh, I think that it's really easy to quantify your successes or failures when it's a trophy or an invite or something like that. And mm-hmm. I think it's a lot harder to see what impact you make when it's um. When it's like really inside people, man. It's like you're changing the way that people feel about the game, about playing the game, about the community, about you know, like. And, and I think that that we got people who come twice a week to play in these online tournaments, just you know, with us and just celebrate it with us and hang out with us. They, we got people a revolving door of characters who join the booth every week and That's and true. love to chat about the game and and we all help each other get better and and we've created these excellent things that are possible because you and Adam set out with this this dream to create this community, this content. And I think that the successes are hard to measure, but they are so, so plentiful. And you really got to give yourself a lot of credit for what you guys have helped create. Well, we couldn't have done it without everybody listening to us every week or, you know, believing that we could, you know, that believing in the product that we put out because we do it, we do it for the love of the community. Absolutely. And I I was very much down until we had that conversation for sure. And it was like, yeah, you know, that makes that it's right. It's about the, it's about the sum of its parts. And I think the team we've put together here 
not only is it's full of great human beings, but from it's it's a lot of really talented card uh, card players that that spread the gospel of this game pretty much on a daily basis. So you don't have to be a world class detective to solve that mystery. Oh Jesus Christ! We're gonna end on that because it doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> but I've got no final thoughts, uh, John. Good luck to you in Arizona. Good luck, uh, big. You know, I, I'm just rambling at this point. Great luck to Kurt. Great luck. Please look forward to it. I get good luck. You. He gets great luck. <laughs> what the hell is this? All right, now Curtis. Uh, yeah. Maybe he needs it. Maybe he needs it. Okay. No, I don't know, dude. I I think Curtis is doing the same thing you are, man. You're just both going to have a good time. We're gonna have a great time, and we're gonna try our best to take oh, it home. Oh, you're having for the a great team. time instead of a good time. That's right. Yeah, I'm upgrading. <laughs> nice. We're going to have a good nah, time. Man. We're going to have a great time. We're going to have an excellent time. We're going to try our best, and we're going to hopefully bring home that, that invite for our team. So, Absolutely. Well, we know we'll be cheering you on here at home. Uh, I'll, be a, I'll be a chat monster. It'll be great. And, I can't hey, wait and, and that kind of support, stream. that's important too, man. It's true. So, it's true. It'll, it'll warm we'll see, the cockles um, of my heart to know that you're, oh, this you're guy, supporting. This guy. Flattery will get you everywhere. That's right. I've got a hundred more where that came from. Oh, man. Would you threaten me with a good time, sir? But on that note, guys, as always, thanks for listening. Um, you know, We'll be back next week to kind of go over, you know, have the Arizona recap and just start getting ready for Nationals. Yeah, wow. That being I'll be, said. Uh, I'll be done with Arizona this time next week. Wow. Time flies. Yeah. 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 With that being said. So, and the, the cast may be a little bit later, John. When are you coming back? Let's go ahead and iron that out. You know, we'll iron that out with the fans. <laughs> let's let's air our laundry out here for you guys. We'll close it, pinning it up to the clothesline. Um, yep. I'll be back Monday. We can we can do some okay. Monday at some point. Okay, either Monday or Tuesday. So it may be a later later week cast. Depends on how you feel, man. I know if you're flying cross country mm-hmm. or cross country enough. Yeah, <laughs> that it'll be just rough. So look, you know yeah, what? There'll be plenty you, of man. Crystal Cup goodness for people to tune into. Uh, exactly. to help tide them over so but we'll we'll exactly. be back next week that's a promise so absolutely promise and a guarantee that's right and we will see you right here on the RBA returners podcast later nerds bye now, john go ahead and get on, go ahead and get on back to world of warcraft i know that's where you want to go i got to get on that grind <laughs> hey everybody thanks for listening once again to the RBA returners podcast if you like this content and you want to hear more check us out on youtube at RBA returners And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes. 